in the kitchen, episode 19. Avi Shemtov at Ala Esh again. Yeah, maybe. It's been a minute because we, we, we did our last episode when we first opened, and believe it or not, we're working on, I think, tomorrow's one month. Um, yeah, I, I know. Think, I think yeah. tomorrow. Well, tomorrow's 18th. the start of our fourth week. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, not quite a month yet. But yeah, welcome to Heat in the Kitchen podcast. Uh, I'm Avi Shemtov. This is Corey O'Leary. Um, How's Ala Esh doing? I was just doing all right. You know what I mean? Like, listen, it's a pandemic, so kind of is what it is. We could use we could use all the support we could get, uh, but it's doing all right. Like, it's doing all right, and uh, more importantly, people have been super supportive. Uh, the feedback's been great. I think like the first three days, we really we you know we. I think I'm hard on myself, so I wouldn't say stumbled out the gate, but I would say like the first three days were definitely like stressed, long days going home, not feeling like we were doing chubby chickpea type services or or similar type services, but. Day four, this team really, really started getting it, and uh, and I've been happy with the services ever since. So I'm not saying we've never faltered, um, but yeah, I mean, well, every time I'm it. here, it's pretty steady. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I mean, no, the customers have been good to us, and um, it's been supportive. Like I said, like you know, in this business, I don't think it's ever perfect. As far as you know, sometimes like you wish you were busier, and then sometimes you wish like it just all comes at once. But in general, yeah, like I, I really shouldn't. I got it a lot better than a lot of people in, yeah. in here. So I certainly got it better than I do at Simca. Uh, Simca's actually just open now on Friday nights for takeout and Saturdays for like a 10 seat uh, chef's tasting thing. Just cause like, it just, it's hard, man. Like it's not, it is not conducive to takeout. And while people were supportive of us for a long time there, um, it's just, it's a lot, man. It's a lot to ask people for 10 months yeah. to kind of like go Get out of the way. Get takeout every week. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, that's exactly it is that, you know, it's, man, it's just, it's tough. This whole thing. So I wanted to bust your walls a little bit today for the fact, like, you know what, you know what next week is? Well, of course, you of all people know what, what it is. Uh, it's your birthday. Christmas. It's your birthday, <laughs> right? So what's that? It's Christmas, right? And, it's uh, not next week. Like, yeah, like, it's two weeks. It's like a week and a half. But, um, yeah, 10 days, actually, exactly, from today. So what, what did I say when this all started? What did I say? I said, this, I said we should have clo- closed down then, like, take out only or whatever, all the way to Christmas. Yeah, but you also said that the banks then. were going to, uh, you know, waive mortgages and whatever. So that's my point. And the is, government was going to. No, no, gonna, no, I didn't say they were going to. No, I did not. No, we, we have to do. We, the yeah, we do have the tape. Podcast, yeah, we got the tape. So I never said they were going to. What I said was we should have. Yeah, like, in an ideal jump, world. In sure. an ideal situation, we should have been like, yo, listen, let's all hunker down. Let's just call it Christmas and see where we get. And if you saw, by the way, there are countries that, that, that did some semblance of that. And, um. And those countries are, are now, like, essentially able to really be open again. No, 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 Dude, no, no. look into that, man. No, I have they looked are. into it. Dude, there's nowhere where there's been lockdowns where there hasn't been second waves or anything No, like no, that. definitely waves. But, but my point is that right at this moment, they're in a better spot. So, no, anyway, my, my, point to you, my point to you is, uh, is just that I said Christmas. You thought I was crazy. I still think you're crazy. Because if We're you here. look at everywhere, yeah, I know, but that's only because we do it halfway go the other way do uh open don't open if you just left everything open or closed everything either way the government would have to help you out they can't just do what they've been doing which is the worst thing right so look at it some places in america right, let's just talk about sports today no, but, I, no i already have a headache talking to you all right but listen if you talk about if you talk about the uh no because you say dumb things like different states like, I, you say real dumb things like, like what like okay for example you just said like if you you said if you Meaning, like the general populace yeah. closed everything. The government would be forced. Do you you know it's the government that has to either close you or not? Like it's not like no, collectively the people. The federal government isn't there do, doing their job because 
They're not. They've spent twenty thousand dollars per. I think it's twenty thousand per family since the pandemic started. Sure. And everybody got twelve hundred. Is that what it was? I don't even remember so what it I, was. I don't know. I, I know a lot of people got twelve hundred. I know as private businesses, we're drowning like a mother, and no one's helping us. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's well, I mean, my point. No, they gave me ten weeks. They gave me ten weeks worth of my payroll to to cover. That's what I love about PPP, right? They gave us. Yeah, I mean, cover your payroll, but then so for they, they, years they, after. It's no, tell me what they did was they took they, their formula was like, all right, take let's let's take three weeks. Of, sorry, ten weeks of your payroll. And we'll take so ten weeks of your payroll. We'll give you to cover rent, electricity, and payroll right. for ten months. So it's like time out a second. Like, how am I supposed to take ten weeks worth of payroll and cover ten weeks worth of one expense and use that to cover three expenses for ten months? It just doesn't. It just doesn't make any damn sense. And the thing that sucks is like, you know, my industry. Dude, honestly, man, we catch it from all. We're just catching it from all sides right now. And you're yeah. seeing, like, restaurants close left and right. And, you know, I said it on this podcast that, like, no places had, uh, had closed strictly due to COVID. So now what you're seeing is there's a huge wave of businesses that are not going out-out because of COVID. But, fr- but we are seeing successful businesses, quote-unquote, hibernate because the reality is that they're looking at it and they're just like, they're just like, there's a limit. There's a limit to how much a business owner can just bleed in order to keep people fed. And so, you know, I think what a lot of people don't understand is I don't care what, unless they're a pizza shop, I don't care what restaurant you love. I'm telling you right now, that place is not surviving. The owner is choosing to bleed out in order to keep the people around him fed. Right. And, and for me personally, like I look at it and I'm like, man, if people knew the personal sacrifices that I'm making and my family's making to keep my staff paid in full. So like, you know, I read these things on the internet and again, listen, I love my people. So like, I never want to sound like I'm competing against them or I'm trying to put them, put like say, no, 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 they're not worthy of your love or whatever. No, it's not that. It's that, but, but this whole thing about like, people are like, oh, we got to help restaurant workers. We got to help restaurant workers. I mean, listen, I can only speak for the, the workers around me. I'm bleeding, like doing real, real bad. Yeah, right. They're a whole. Like yeah. This is. I'm not saying COVID hasn't affected them at all. Of course, it's affected them. Like they're not seeing their friends. Like whatever, whatever. There's a lot of things that's affecting them, like everybody else. But it's not affecting them financially. It's just not. And so this idea. But it's at your shop. But some restaurants, I, I would sure. Think. But but even there, okay. So, no, but so, like if you're a, a waiter, let's say, right? No, no, no. no. So so here's the thing. I, I thought about this the other day. Thought about this the other day. Um, exactly, Mike. Mike only bears hibernate. That's exactly it. It's not natural. It's not a natural process. So like that, that's what I'm saying. Quotation. Um, quotation, but the point is, um, Corey, but just real quick back to the thing. I thought about this the other day and I'm like, okay, the only people that have it worse than owners, right? Are servers and bartenders at high end restaurants. So people that are used to legitimately making a living, like a feed your family kind of living. Right, right, right. Now you're making a hundred dollars a week. And the truth is, and again, I know people are going to feel a way about this. That's fine. I'm not saying I do or don't feel a way about it. It's just a fact that let's accept for a second, okay? Is that most of those people don't pay taxes on their whole income. Yeah. And again, like, listen, you can feel how you want to feel about it. Whatever. It's kind of yeah. like how when rich people, like Donald Trump or whatever, right, doesn't pay, like, you know, he takes all his tax yeah, uh, yeah. deductions, right? But he doesn't hide income. He just takes all his tax deductions. Right. And I was saying the other day, my wife, you know, you know, she, Adrian's super liberal and hates Trump. And uh, she loves Bruce Springsteen, loves him. So I, like, pulled up an article to show her, like, how... How Springsteen admits to like not paying taxes for decades, and still, if you look at his tax returns now, he does it legally now, but he's not paying. Like, dude, every he's taking everything. And I said to Adrian, I said, if we're ever successful, right, we're not gonna go to the accountant and be like, yo, 
Just what's the, what's the highest tax bracket we can be in? Oh, it's close to 50? Yeah, just take my income this year and write a check for half of it. No, we're going to be like, yo, what can you deduct? Right. And, and we'll be charitable and we'll donate a lot of money. Yeah. But even Warren Buffett takes every deduction he can. Right. And, and he's like the most charitable. So the point is that it's the same way. as like, all right, cool, you can get on servers and bartenders for the fact they're not paying taxes on all that cash. And I'm not saying that that's right. No, but but I don't what even... I'm saying is right now it's putting them in a spot where they have nothing, man. They have nothing. Right. And, and so they're worse off than owners because at and, least owners have assets and, to and attach. Let's say, and let's just say you shut it, everything goes shut down, right? Yeah. Well, at least then they could collect, right? But you keep it open, but you tell everybody not to leave their fucking house. Right. So, well, so you know, they can't collect, and they're all, you know everybody's staying home anyway. So they're making they're making no money. They're not making enough to feed well, their family. Well, no, family. no. What I'm saying about servers is, if servers, if servers, so first of all, I don't know. I don't want to go out on a tangent about class warfare, but servers are a lot of them are laid off. But, but my point, my point that I'm making is, the, there's a lot of underbellies of the restaurant industry. So one is that. One is that that I know that is though that's a good point though it's not just the restaurant it's the suppliers it's, right well, know, so, the that's drivers, exactly it. so, so that's exactly it is that is that there's a lot of people when you close down when you close down so you know in my opinion the biggest mistake the state made and I'm 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 gonna be on an island on this a little and and I'm not saying that restaurants shouldn't have ever opened indoors or anything like that or outdoors we opened outdoors I'm not saying you should or shouldn't I'm saying the state should have things were the best for restaurants. When they were straight up takeout only, um, when they were straight up takeout only, because at least consumers were just driven to one thing and could focus their energies on supporting one thing. Yeah. Now you're spreading it across, right? So like, restaurants that have an, a dining room and depend on that, they gotta open, right? And now their takeout business, which was more profitable. So like, in, to your point, when they were doing takeout only, like their front of house was laid off and just collecting. Right. Maybe you know, not making what they need per se, but making something. And um. And their back of house was doing their, doing work and and whatever whatever and, and and they were able to streamline things a little bit and and your supply chains were were activated a little bit and and you know your linen people but by the way these are the things that like you know it's tough man because like I don't believe in doing right and then begging to be to be given credit for it but like all right so let me tell you like a real quick story about today um, and this is live on Facebook so a lot of these people will see it and they'll be like yeah that, that happened um so like. Uh, do you know my buddy Neil? Yeah. So like, all right. So Neil and, and some friends or whatever got food on Saturday night and uh, from Alash, and you know he let me know. He's like, been on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yes. So he passed me back some feedback. You know, just like we were out of so uh, our online system, and it's cool because like customers are starting to understand that like we're doing the whole like barbecue thing where like look we smoked day, like for like overnight for day of, so whatever's whatever we got that's what we got for the day. Yeah. yeah. Um. Look, I'm not. I don't have crazy like combi ovens and stuff where I'm like holding product and hydrating product and stuff like we're just kind of doing it right so people are starting to understand like it's not like Texas where like you line up at seven and eight in the morning and then it's just till it goes yeah, right. more, more like they use our online system to do that so like you want rib, you know not ribs but you want brisket uh, at 645 at night and we close at seven people are putting that order in at noon yeah yeah. okay so I look up and I'm like damn I got 30 tickets on the board brisket sold out pork sold out Brisket's been sold out. Yeah, so so like I tell them like yo, eighty six that because the worst thing I can do is take your order and not fill it. Right. So Neil, let me know. Like, listen, I was with some friends and like some of my friends were real unhappy that they tried to place an order at five and you didn't have any brisket or pulled pork. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like that's my bad, right? And uh, you know, I kind of explained to them. I'm like, it's not like we're out of it at five. Yeah. It's like a bunch of people put their orders in. Right. So like that's just kind of what it is. And and then 
and I, I explained that to him, and he was like, listen, he's like, the, the food that we got was terrific, the turkey was terrific, cool, cool, we're good. So today, someone comes to the restaurant, and they're like, yo, like, I saw a review on TripAdvisor, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I went and looked at it, and it's like, it's this dude that was with Neil. So, like, I, I just don't think that's cool. Like, to me personally, that would be like if, like, if you brought Kyle around. Yeah, he around, told you. Yeah, he already told you. It would be like if you brought Kyle around, and Kyle was like, yo, like, honestly, like, I don't like pickles on my burger, and your guy put pickles on my burger. And I was like, yo, that's my bad, bro. And, like, he was like, oh, don't worry about it. And then he went and wrote a Yelp review. Like, yeah, that'd yeah. be weird to me, right? So I kind of posted something on Facebook upset about it. And, you know, it turned into a thing. A lot of people supported the post. Some people felt like that was unprofessional. Yeah. Him and I ended up getting on private message. He reached out to me. It was a little heated at first for a second. And um, I think both of us expressed ourselves respectfully. And we, we agreed to sort of, even though we're coming at this from two separate angles, he happens to work for TripAdvisor was, in, as an executive. Say. As an executive. So, right. so, like, you know, he... And I guess from my viewpoint, it's like you're successful and you're doing well right now. And, and you should know what my industry is dealing with. But again, like that's, my, that's my perspective. I don't begrudge him his perspective. So we kind of just, just chopped it up and we agreed to keep it moving. And, and he was like, listen, I'm going to try your restaurant again. I appreciate that. We ended up talking about some town like school committee stuff and things, whatever. It was cool. Um, I say all that to say this. Like, I'm a product right now and I think a lot of restaurateurs a lot of restaurant employees a lot of people a lot of people in general right like it's not just us like everyone's going through it to some degree in every industry I think we're a product sometimes of like what we're carrying that people don't necessarily know so like a lot of people don't know that like in my industry like like you probably I mean if I say it you're gonna be like oh of course but you don't think about it if I said like write down every expense I have like you're not gonna think of dumpsters right off rip I'm paying my dumpster companies I'm paying the dumpsters at Jackson Street and we don't use that facility. Haven't in eight months. I paid the rent on oh, it. I paid right? the electric bill. I pay the gas bill. I pay. Every, I mean, there's no real gas, but the hot water heater's on. So like, you'd be surprised. It's yeah, like thirty yeah. bucks a month for nothing. I pay the. I pay the dumpster. Why do I pay the dumpster? Because like, I'm gonna need that facility long term. And like, that company's been good to me in the past. Like when I opened uh, Simca, this other dumpster company, like they straight up left me with no dumpster. And so I can't have a restaurant with no dumpster. I called the. I called EOMS on Brockton, and they were like, "We'll get it to you today." They brought me a dumpster like right then. Like I can't open at four o'clock and have no place to put my garbage, you know? So like, so to me, I look at it and I'm like, it's a couple hundred a month and that sucks. But at the same time, like they're a business. And if I just turn and go, well, I don't need the garbage. Right. And I just, I just dead the relationship. And then I call them when I need them again. It, it just trickles downhill. If no one at some point stops and goes, yo, I'm going to hold it right here. Right. So sometimes I'm extra frustrated because I've been that guy that's like stopped and just held it right there. Like a lot of people don't realize like I got, I have linen companies and I pay them money. So like, you know, I had linen companies, like, we just got our towels, like, an hour ago, and, like, I'm paying for this. And people don't realize, like, how much, like, how much of the economy revolves around. So I read, like, 18% of the U.S. of U.S. employment is restaurant and restaurant adjacent, meaning, like, yeah. you know, the companies that do the towels and garbage and all that stuff. Everyone that depends on and restaurants working. And I mean, retail is the number one job in, in the country. Right. You know what right, I mean? Right. And it's like and, everybody's and so, ordering shit online. Exactly. And so to me, like, you know, part of my frustration when somebody takes a shot, by the way, if, they, if, they, if, if, if you're wronged, like, so I actually thought it was really weird at the beginning of the pandemic where, like, you'd screw someone's order up and they'd be like, oh, don't worry about it. Here's another $10. And yeah, you're yeah. like, dude, like, that's not the business I'm in. Like, pay for services. You yeah, know what I mean? Right, like, right. And, and if I'm wrong, I, I owe you, I got to fix that for you. Right. Um, and I'll always, at least for a long time, hopefully this will all be behind us at some point, I'll remember for a long time the first customer that made that had a complaint because it was like it was it was actually an unfair complaint, but 
it was what it was. And, and when you're in my position, like sometimes you have to just accept an unfair complaint and fix it. Customer's so like, always right. Well, so I, you know, I know, I know. It's not, that's not true. No, it's not that it's not true. It's that. Well, it is not true. It's that the customer always being right is a thing that we're supposed to say to ourselves and to our staff. Like that's a, that's an internal decision. Um, not when, when customers start showing up saying customers are only right. Then, <laughs> then now we've jumped the shark, right? Yeah, right, right. So point is like I had a customer call me and she was like, she was mad that, that, fit, that this fish dish was spicy. She's like, it doesn't say spicy. And I was like, well, it lists three ingredients, and one is Fresno chilies. And she's like, well, I didn't know Fresno chilies were spicy. Now, am I going to argue with her about Fresno chilies, or am I going to refund her, right? So, like, instead of just a good point, going forward, I will put the word spicy in there. I appreciate your feedback. Have a great night. She called back. She's like, I thought about it, and I really want my money back. Oh, God. Now, you know, this is when we didn't know. There was no PPB. We didn't know if we'll survive, right? I was frustrated, but I was nice, and I, I, I said, okay, like, if that's what it is, then that's what it is, and I refunded it, right? So now I think we're, we're to a point now where like, there's not a lot of sympathy for our industry. If you have a bad meal, you're going to write a review like you would have anyway. Um, you know, you're not going to go out of your way. You're going to buy a takeout when you want something, but you're not going to go out of your way to keep places afloat. And, and listen, that, that is what it is, man. Like, we don't, we don't, no one owes me anything. No yeah. one, and, and you've known me a long time. Like, I, I don't do this. Because I think someone owes me something. Like, yeah, right. I do this because I'm a hustler and I'm going to go get it myself. And that is what it is. Um, but that doesn't mean that, like, I don't have days sometimes where I'm like, damn it. Like, everyone around me is eating. Pun, pun unintended, but, but, you know, everyone around me is okay. Whole, like, financially. They're getting paid by me. All my vendors. All my staff. My insurance. You know, dude, you should see the insurance bills. Like, they're still taking full insurance. Like, like they're insuring something that's worth something. Yeah, right. You know, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. Um the town of Sharon just waived their liquor license fees, but like they weren't gonna at first. And, and it was like, dude, like what, what are we paying for? Like, I can't sit a dining room full of people. Right, right, um, right. You know, the state, the state wants tax money. Um, you know, the, the electric companies want, want their money. Everybody wants their money. And you know, it's funny. Cause like I, it's just like, I even have a vehicle that like, they like, to, they didn't take payments for a few months and they just started calling. And I was like, I don't understand. Like if, if, if you didn't think in May we were all right, what makes you think 10 months later we're all right? right. But, like, whatever, you just pay them. Like, I'm, what am I going to do? Like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not giving up on this thing I built, so, like, I'm not going to tell you, nah, just take the van. No, I need the van. It's mine. I right. paid for it. I want, and I'm going to pay you. Like, it just is what it is. And, but some days that piles up. And some days you go, like, you know what? Some days, someone like me, like, I'm not virtue signaling. I'm not begging people to feel for me. I'm not, I don't advertise, like, out there, like, what my staff makes or that I take care of. Like, all that's internal, but every once in a while when someone's coming at you, it's like, dude, like, we're not equals. Like, we're just not. Like, you're on, you're on a payroll somewhere, and you're cool, and you're whole, and I'm hurting, and we're not equals. I mean, I love my wife to death, but, like, yesterday my wife was frustrated, and she was like, she used the word pressure. She was like, you know, it's just that teaching remotely puts a lot of pressure on me. And I supported her, and I, I waited a full 24 hours. I did. <laughs> I didn't. I, didn't, I, didn't I, I said, yo, listen, I feel for you. And then yeah. today I said, like, look, can we just talk about the word pressure? Yeah. I love you, babe, but, but your job, we all go to work to provide for our family. And your job, whether you do it well or not, is going to pay you, and they're going to give us health insurance. Right. You don't have look, pressure. You have stresses. Yeah. You, you, have, you have headaches. You have nuanced, you know, nuanced stuff you got to take care of. But I got pressure. Like, right. pressure, is, pressure is like, you know, the landlord's showing up on the first of the month no matter what. Like, the, the, state, the state's not going to be like, hey, listen, it's a pandemic. You don't have to pay us anymore. Um, my, my staff. But they could easily do that. Easily. Like, easily, easily they could. Easily do that. You know, like, that's my uh, biggest problem in this whole thing. It's just the, the bureaucracy about, like, 
I mean, whatever. Massachusetts is one thing, but all these other states too, like L.A. banning outdoor dining. Like you can't Scummy. show me. You cannot show me Scummy. any evidence that says that's causing the pandemic. Right. right? Listen. Listen. It, I mean, it just it's just bullshit. Listen. It's at the end of the day, if they truly gave a shit at all about saving restaurants, okay. I mean, not only would states be finding ways to financially help out restaurants, but also there are a lot of things that they could have done, not even financially. And we talked about it on one of the episodes here was like, there are restaurants that are at capacity, you know, with this much lowered capacity, they could have extended hours instead of shrinking them. Um, You know, telling, telling bars, like I see, you know, I I don't know if he's still watching, but I see uh, Mike Moxley's comment there. Like Mike Moxley owns a a bar called Canary Square in uh, JP. And like his place was humming. It was humming. And then COVID happens. And so like, that's not like it's not like he was hanging on, but and, and COVID is an excuse. No, like that was humming and he was doing his thing. And then and then COVID comes and like regulations straight up close them, right? Like straight up close them. And then when by the time like the summer like it comes, it's like cool, he's able to try to try to get ahead, try, try. It's never gonna it's not the same, right? Because like cause he was humming. And so like that takes something down. But then comes the fall and they shrink the hours. Why? Why can't someone drink at his bar till 1.30 if they're distanced? Right. Right? Like, because at the end of the day, like. Because they don't trust you. They think, oh, you're going to get some, close to somebody, and, and you're going to breathe on them, and they're going to get COVID. Sure. And, and my only point is, like. No, but I, that's not. No, I mean. I know. And, and my point is, I've believed for a long time in a happy medium here. Like, I, I do believe that there are things that we could be doing. Like, there are things we should be doing. Mask wearing. Um, which everybody's which, doing. Which, by the way, for anybody watching this, like, we are intentionally sitting in, a, in an area of the restaurant. No one's coming within six feet of us. We don't do indoor dining here, but we legally would be allowed to. I'm drinking my Sprite here. Uh, Corey and I are within a bubble of, of people that we do see um, distanced, again, like we are at this moment. So, anyway, the point is, I do believe that, this like. It all gets wiped down. Right, all gets wiped down. I do believe that, like that distancing is important, that mask wearing is important. I do believe that... Distancing, mask wearing, I mean, any place that has a mask mandate, which compliance is... through. The, right, you know, I don't want to talk about mandates. No, I'm just saying... No, just, you get a little I'm not getting. Right? I'm not getting anything. I'm just saying, like, everybody is wearing masks, so I just can't stand when people say, mask up people, blah, 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 you could stop the spread, blah. It's like, no, everywhere, everybody everywhere is wearing masks. So, and, Corey, that's just not true. And I, What look, do you mean that's not true? All right, so, Isaiah... Um, Isaiah works. Mass compliance is like ninety-seven percent or something in Massachusetts. Massachusetts, California, New York. Those three places, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not in Mississippi. In Mississippi isn't having a problem though. Uh, yeah, it is. Look up those numbers. It's just it's rural. It's more rural. But if you look at it, is. yeah. But if you look at it, their rate of transmission is through the friggin' roof. Okay, but what about in Iowa? What about in Iowa? I, I'm saying highest rate in the highest positivity rate in this in the country, I think. And like, there's not a mask in sight. What, what about Santa Clara County? They have the toughest. They've had the toughest restrictions since. Jump Street, and they're they're yeah, it's so, spiking, so, so, it's spiking everywhere. Okay, agreed, but 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 it is again. These are the things I don't want to like. To you, it's political, and to me, it's not. Like, I'm not saying it's no. I don't so, think so it's then, political. So, I'm just so saying everybody's wearing masks. So do me masks. a favor. The entire everybody's wearing masks. So do me a favor. The entire rest of this. Don't talk to me about regulation. Like I just I don't care. I'm not like, talking about mask regulation. I'm saying everybody's wearing masks, and we're still having a problem. I'm not and, saying and, we and, shouldn't. And my not point, wear masks. and my point to you is the places in this country that unequivocally are having the worst, and don't get me wrong, like these redneck areas, man, they're super rural, and so like they're further away from each other. They have less people getting sick, but their rates of transmission are through the friggin' roof. And if you, if you anecdotally look at 
who's like, so Isaiah goes down to, to Memphis for work once a month and he drives down there and he drives down there by himself and he's the only person in the whole warehouse wearing a mask. Yeah, I'm sure. And he's like, when he goes to a restaurant, like just to pick up at the counter, he's, they look at him like he's the weirdo. And if you look at the stats in Memphis, they make Massachusetts, like if Massachusetts had any of their stats, We'd all be gone. Like, we're just, we're densely populated, and they're not. That's the only difference. Yeah, we definitely have way worse. No, we don't. We just don't. Yes, we do. If you look at the data, you have to look at the data, yeah. scientists. And Ari points out that people aren't wearing masks when they're with Thanksgiving. That's true. Like, look, anecdotally. Well, of course. Yeah, but, Corey, the truth is, like, anecdotally, like, I've seen people and been in places, like, where people aren't being good about masks. Anyway, yeah. It doesn't matter. In Massachusetts? Yes. What, you've been into a grocery store with somebody without no, a mask No, not public places. Oh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, but the point is that, like, a lot of these things that you're talking about with these rates of transmission, they come from places where people are being lax. Like, there are people, and, and by the way, I've withdrawn from these things. Like, I don't, no disrespect to any of my friends or anything like that, but, like, I've been, I've been invited to places and been uncomfortable because I'm like, hold on, like, there's a literal stranger here because some girl started dating some guy. Yeah, yeah. And, like, we're sitting here, and I'm like, yo, yo, yo. Like, it's occurring to me how many people this person I'm sitting there with must see and i'm like i'm 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 out of here but i see things like even around halloween time and stuff i see people in like my social circle not in my bubble not people i'm yeah, hanging yeah. with socially out with people yeah you know and 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 i see that stuff man you know you're not on facebook but so you don't see your friends from home but like bro they all post pictures of, and they're like out to dinner with some with like another couple and like and like that's just America, baby. Sure. No, no. So this is what I'm saying. This is why you sound dumb, like really dumb. How is that because it's America, baby. Just to be clear, can I translate that for you? Freedom. They, they have the freedom to do that. No one's disagreeing with that. Okay. But, but, but no one's asking you to see them. But no, no, no. Agreed. But just to be clear, don't then say, oh, everyone's being safe. Oh, these numbers are going up despite safe. Oh, God, no, that's this... unsafe behavior. And what state in the country has the highest rate? I mean, rate? is it actually what, unsafe? What state in the country is the most unsafe right now? The highest rate? I'll give you a clue. You're from it, and those people are. Oh, yeah. They've been, so they've so been my, and my point is, like, look, the average yeah, IQ of the state of Rhode Island is like what? But listen, I'm just busting Corey's they, balls. But He's they, from Rhode Island. Like, truthfully, if, you're young, if you don't have three comorbidities, you're, you're not at much risk, right? So it depends on how you look at it. No. It depends on how you look at it. It doesn't depend on how you look at it. It does. It depends if you look at the data. Except that there's random. Look, I don't want to go back to March and sit here and argue with you about whether or not getting COVID is bad or not. My point to you is when you sit here and act like these mandates aren't important for, for masks, I did, honestly, I, you're the reason restaurants are closed. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm saying everybody's wearing masks, right? I have no problem. I put my, my mask on every time I go somewhere. I don't okay. have a problem. Nobody has a problem. Everybody's wearing masks. And sure. it, 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 in Rhode Island, everybody's wearing masks, too. So, so I've seen these photos of people you know. Sitting yes. out to dinner with another couple. Yes. No one's wearing a mask in the picture. Yeah, when you're out to dinner, what, are you going to put a mask on and eat, then put a mask on and eat? No, probably not, but then maybe you shouldn't be at dinner. But together. they're not worried about it. Why should, they, why should they not go out to dinner if you're worried about it? So my point to you... You know, you want to keep restaurants alive. Well, how are, we, how are we going to keep them alive if you don't go to them? No. So how do you keep them alive? You, start, you behave safely so that the numbers aren't crazy so that the state doesn't keep shutting us down. No, 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 no. Let me ask you a question. You're do not... you think people should be able to drive as fast as they want the wrong way down the highway? Why, dude? It's their car. They should be able to do whatever they want to do. So you're going to compare this to going the wrong way down the highway when no one's asking you to put yourself at risk, right? No one, you're, you're saying we should keep restaurants open, but if people go to them, how are they supposed to do it? So, again, I think the point that I'm trying to make is if, and again, like, by the way, it's, it's illustrative 
of your viewpoint when instead of saying, well, how do you know that those, those four people aren't in the same bubble? Instead, you're like, they don't care. Those people don't care. No, so it, they, they don't, don't care. care. That's what the it, point. What, what does they mean, don't, don't care. care. What, what if they care about the restaurant? What if they care about keeping that restaurant alive? No, that's great. Then two of them should be there, and then the other two should be there. But the four of them well, don't have to be there together. Well, we can't because they're going to close at 9.30. But the four of them don't have No, you're changing subjects now. The it's four of them don't have to be there together. And my point is, but they're not people afraid. behaving, they're not afraid. and that is what is closing restaurants. That's Because their them. lack of fear is, is spreading a virus. But they're at, no. Unequivocally, it's spreading a virus. And when it keeps spreading, we get closed. Yeah, but listen. They're at zero risk, right? Basically zero risk. Let's say uh, 0.05% risk. They're not at much risk at all. Of getting it or dying? Of, of having complications from it. Okay, but, but if they get it, can they then spread it to other people? No, because then they'll be in their house. How do, how, no, they don't know that they have it while they're still contagious. So, and they were in a restaurant okay. with another couple. Okay, but they just said with the vaccine happened, right? They said after you get the vaccine, you're still going to have to do this because you could still spread it. Mm-hmm. Did you read this? I did. So uh, well, what's the freaking point then? If we could still spread it then and, and no one can go out then, then no one can go out ever because you might be able to spread it. Which I mean, it still hasn't even been proven or whatever. Fauci said in February that no pandemic in history has ever been uh, spread from asymptomatic people, okay? So there has to be something that backs us up that says, you know what, everybody can spread it, no matter if you have it or not, you don't know if you have it. First of all, even going into the testing, I don't, you don't even want to do it, because I, I, there's too much that says you're wrong about this, okay? But people, if there are four people going out to dinner, no one is asking you to hang out with them, right? But you can't, you shouldn't But what just, if you hang out with them? If I hang out with them, I hang out with But them. do you tell me that when you show up here? Yes. You do? Yep. All right, cool. I'll tell you. Cause, cause well, you're the one that just told me you're just hanging out with people you don't even know. No, I'm not. I said I st- I, I'm not because I go to something that I think that like we're going to be super distanced and, and we're going to do our own thing. And there's other people. And I'm like, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Like, I'm out. Okay. But I'm just saying, I mean, I don't know where all your people go. I mean, that's, it, a, that's a great point. And that's the thing about like, so there's a lot of protocols in here that are in place of, because of that kind of stuff. Of course. But all I'm saying is because I can't learned just, that I can't write, I can't regulate. I can try, and I have regulation. I have rules in place. But you're right. Like I can't stop somebody from seeing somebody. And so instead, it's just. I mean, look, those people are always masked up. They're in distance from each other. You know, there's there's just a lot of rules. But I think in place. it's been proven, right? That it's not like the federal government's going to come to the rescue and be like, "Hey, you've been out of work for eight months, but here 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 you go." Right? Like I, I read in the it was in the Globe or whatever. It said forty forty four percent of Massachusetts small business closing. I think that's 40, right. 44%. Yep. Okay, so what? Just keep them closed down because you might spread it even though you don't know if you have it or not. And I just think that if people could behave with, with some freedoms. What is, what, what is some freedoms, though? So my point is, like, if a couple would go out to dinner at that restaurant instead of going with another couple, then we'd be better off. That's what I'm saying. I disagree. I know you disagree. Okay, I'm just saying. I, I, like, you can't just say everybody can only see you and your wife, and you just stay in your house. If you go somewhere, just go together. Don't see anybody else. And then it, everybody just does that. And, and by the way, the restaurant has to close at 9.30, so you no, can only stay for 90 minutes. No, but I think that if people would be better at their decision-making and didn't need to be policed as much, then I think that they could relax a little bit of their how? regulations how on can, us. How can you relax? No, because if you saw those numbers come down... I, I think we'd have a better argument. It's hard for us to argue with the state. The numbers came down the numbers in, in the summer. And, and we were super lax in the summer. We were allowed to be open late. We were allowed to be outdoor dining. Like, the state was pretty, was pretty lax in the summer. 
and actually and out and indoor dining was allowed. All right. And, and then late. And, and then and then fall came, right? Yep. So what people got more lax, that's why the virus is uh, is coming. That's what it seems like, I don't know. No, it's it's a seasonal virus, that's why. Okay. I see Ari saying, "Oh, there's stadiums in Australia. Australia's in their summer right now." So, of course they're going to have it easy, right? It's not it's not respiratory virus season in in Australia right now. Yeah, I mean, we didn't have it. In fact, you argued that we didn't have it easy this summer. You argued that on this podcast. No, I argued that it's a seasonal virus. We hit it we had it in March. Summer went down. Now fall comes, it's back up. That's my theory. Of course, it's unproven, <laughs> right? But it's anyway, just like, what do you think about Giannis's ca- contract? Nah, nobody, nobody wants to talk about the NBA. No, nobody does. But uh... Jason Tatum signed. No, Giannis is good. Jason Tatum's good. Nobody, nobody cares about that. The Patriots aren't going to make the playoffs. I think we should have full stadium. Hold on a second. Oh, you bring that out? Thank you. I think, uh, I think we should allow full stadiums in America. Um, we'll get to herd immunity. Dude, I, I don't know. I don't want to. That, that's so so dumb to me. What? It's um, the same thing as the vaccine. I mean, yeah, except that some people will die from it, and I don't. I mean, I don't know that people won't die from the vaccine. I don't know. I don't know that yet. It was that was that was hurried. By the way, I mean, I don't want to get too deep into the vaccine, but it is it is funny if you read any of the stuff that got put out about the vaccine. It's like basically like, hey, uh, we had like seven deaths from this, and we had like eight deaths from this. And we don't think that's a big deal, but we're not sure. Well, it's like, oh, that's a little weird. I mean, it's, it's another <laughs> one of these weird. things where it's like people say science, science, science. But you know, there was in the, I think it was the Pfizer one. There wasn't in the placebo group. There wasn't one death from COVID in the placebo group. Okay. So it's like, what are we doing? There has, there's no mortality benefit. Like they haven't, they just haven't shown us the data. It's like. <laughs> I saw that like one of them was, I don't know if you saw this, but like there was like. There were like five heart attack deaths in the um, in the non-placebo group, and and I'm like, and then they were like, we don't believe it's such a small number, we don't believe it's related, and I'm like, I don't know, like, in fairness, and you know I pride myself on going down the middle. In fairness, if if we think that COVID is the mitigating factor of like rando deaths of weird complications, why are you just dismissing automatically that five people that you stuck? an unproven vi- uh, yeah. vaccine into died of a heart attack. Is, I mean, I'm sorry, but if my loved one had participated in this trial and during the trial got died of a heart attack, I'd have a hard time with you telling me, like, we know that that, we don't safe, think that yeah. that has anything to do with it. How do you know? First of all, like, that's no a weird lo- thing to say, man. No that's a weird thing term, to say. There's no long-term safety data, first of all. Second of all, I saw that. Well, the other p- part that's really confusing to me, and I'm not an anti-vaccine person, so, like, I, I'm not, I'll, the, I'll get the vaccine. I hate but, when they act like it's, like, a ter- uh, tuberculosis vaccine. I agree, it's, I agree. it's, like, completely different. No, you know I, what I agree. Mean? Like, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It is. It is. Plus, it is we've different. never used this technology. Agree. On two of those. It, it is different, and it, it's especially different because what's really weird is if you read, like, I don't know who, how many people are actually going to read like all the fine print in that study, but I read a lot of it, and it's like they straight up say, like, we actually we, we're saying it's ninety five percent effective, but we're not sure for how long. Yeah, or if you can get infected. I or, saw right, or if you can get it again. Or if you could spread it. And then, like, at one point, they were arguing that like the vaccine will make it so, like, if you do get it. It's not as dangerous. I'm like, these seem like a lot of conjecture. Yeah. Like, and to me, I'm with you. Like, right, we, we do act, we act like it's like the flu vaccine or like tuberculosis. Like, it's been around. The reality is that, like, I can foresee, and I, I, I don't, I'm going to take crap for this, but, like, I could foresee rationally, I could foresee a situation in three, four, five years from now, class action lawsuits, people oh. that died. Well, people, you know this has happened you know, before, stuff. right? I don't know that. All right. I didn't know that. So swine flu, remember swine flu? Which I do of course, remember it. No, I don't remember it. Nobody remembers it. I remember it. Oh, okay. But 
I know something so, that got it. And you know about this PCR tests? Do you know about this? No. So, all right. The way they're testing for this virus, okay. same way they did for the swine flu, same. They didn't, they didn't do it for the vaccine. Vaccine, you actually had to have COVID. But PCR tests, basically, it amplifies, amplifies, amplifies. Okay, yeah, so yeah, they yeah, can study it, right? Yeah, yeah. So all the scientists say if you amplify it more than 30 times yeah, or whatever. That it's not, that it's not valid. It's, yeah. yeah, right. It's, it's just valid. you can have a million false positive either way. Mm-hmm. 2009 swine flu. In England, they, they hurry up with the vaccine. They give it to the healthcare workers, okay. right? And all of them with the PCR test, right? Which you literally cannot tell if you have the virus or not. Right. You might have trace amount of something, nothing sure. clinically. They give the vaccine to them. They all start developing narcolepsy. Bell's palsy, I think, was another one. Okay. Like, Bell's are, palsy are, was, a, was, a, was, a, was one of the higher side effects of this. These Bell's are, palsy is reversible, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. Or it, right, it's self like, It reverses... Um, my, dad had, my dad had, that's probably true. I don't, yeah. Um, but it's like, all right, you did rush a vaccine and like, oh, I'm going to protect you. Like, listen, at the end of the day, I, you know that I hate hypocrisy and like backwards stuff. So I will say this, like if the population that we needed to protect the most from COVID is the older population, yes, it's weird that they're the first ones getting the vaccine. It should be the opposite then. No, no, Cause no, like we, no, well, cause, like, cause it should, might be, it, it, it's worth the risk for them though. That that's a fair point, especially because if we're being really you know, cold about it, yeah, right? Yeah. It's that like if if so honestly, like look, you know I'm, I'm a hypochondriac. Like this stuff scares me. For the good of humanity, I would do it. I would I would do it if they said like, look, someone's got to. All right, whatever. But in general, like honestly, it's kind of like it's kind of like in our group, we're gonna get to see like a lot of other people go through it first. But it's also weird because, like, we're gonna put it, we're gonna put people through it who, like, supposedly are the people that, like, we owe the most to. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, like, like healthcare had, workers, like, healthcare stuff, workers had to take that's, all this shit from them, and now they're gonna be our guinea pigs. That's, that's crazy. That's to me. exactly what happened. That's in crazy England to me and, that, like, the UK that we're gonna take like nurses that have been like putting their own lives at risk for the last 10, 11 months for us, and then we're gonna be like, hey, we'd also love you to be the, the guinea pigs right. at large of being like of being stuck with this stuff and then being. And the thing is, I agree with you. Like, it is kind of weird that we're acting like, like, like. Look, if you are anti tuberculosis or anti MMR, you and I, we depart to some. Like, like anti vaxxers when it comes to that, are, are fucking so, idiots. So, 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 I want to be sensitive to the fact that, to be honest with you, like, I do think that, like, when it comes to your children, um, it's hard to judge how other people feel. So, like, for me, I get my kids vaccinated, and I don't want yeah. my kids around people who aren't vaccinated. Right. Period. But. I'm not going to say to a parent who has real deep emotional feelings that that's dangerous for their kid, that they don't have the right to those feelings. And that doesn't mean I don't think anti-vaxxers like, yeah, look, in a vacuum, I'm like, that's nutty to me. But I also have always prided myself on being someone who is open to the idea that he's going to find out he's wrong. Yeah. And I'm just saying, like, I can't say with 100% certainty. I can say with 99.999. I just can't say with 100% certainty that 30 years from now, we won't be looking back and going, holy shit, we thought those people were the weirdos. Like, because weird stuff does come out. Again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. But let's just keep it real. Well, it Sometimes, depends on the disease, like, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what's making me look at the anti-vaxxers a little bit different these days. Not, not with them, okay? This stuff. Because, like, we just watch something get approved, like, whoa. And then they're, they're just, like, telling us, like, you're stupid if you don't do this. And then I read the actual fine print, and they're straight up like, we don't know that this works. Right. And we don't know that it won't kill you. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, time out a second. Um, yeah, one of them is, like, one out of five people had adver- grade three or grade four adverse reactions. Right. Do you know how many pregnant women they tested? Yeah. Uh, no, they can't. T- they didn't test on pregnant Zero. women. Zero. Yeah. And they're willing to give it to pregnant women. 
So time out. I, I thought they weren't giving. No, it they are. Oh. I just read something that a friend of mine who I who I grew up with. She like put out like a because she works with like, she like, her study. She's a doctor, and her study, I think her like thesis or whatever was um, whatever it is. Her background is in like, is in I'm blanking on the word, but like neonatal or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, infectious disease. So she's like legitimately seeing COVID patients who are pregnant and she put this thing out like there was an information sheet about how like you should make your own decision about the pregnancy stuff and it wasn't like she wasn't being she was super even handed about it like not telling you you have to but also like giving you honest information but I was reading it and I'm like yo if Adrian was pregnant right now I'd be like all right, let's close all the restaurants let's sit at home and watch watch Netflix until the baby's here and then we'll get vaccinated but I wouldn't be like yeah let's take that risk because I'm like I'm reading something I'm like time out you have given it to zero pregnant people. I'm not, you, you're not going to get past a test with nothing for me and then be like, okay, cool. I'll stick it to me now. Right. Hell no. Like, no. are you out of your mind? Like, bro, have you ever like, um, you know what's safe for pregnant women? What? Hydroxychloroquine. I don't want to talk about hydroxychloroquine. But like, I was going to talk about Rogaine. But that's what so we like, actually you know, need so to like, do though. So like Rogaine, right? Like, I bought, I bought some Rogaine. Actually, Rog- Iver- Ivermectin. I bought, I bought Rogaine like, I guess Adley 7, so like eight years ago, right? And I was like, uh, I just read the, I just read the package and, um, it said like, you sh- this should not be around pregnant women, like blah, 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 blah. And it was so scary that I was like, I just threw it in the garbage. And I was like, maybe after I have kids. And then I straight up was like, nah, I'm not touching that stuff. Cause like, uh, thank you. Yeah. Is it worth it or not worth it? Cause I was just like, I, I don't know. That just scared me. And, yeah. and the thing is like, I'm certainly not sticking something in my, in my arm. Plus you I'm have a pregnant hair. woman that's never been tested on. Huh? Plus you have hair. Uh, but yeah, but like right here is thinner. And you know what's funny? It was like this. Like I mean, it's it's happening slowly, very slowly. I was gonna say I, you have hair, dude. I see photos and like sometimes like it's you know it's just one of those things, man. It's one of those things. We all have insecurities. Yeah, not uh, you. Oh, hold on. We got another. I can't read. I gotta read what this person said. Just because I want to see. During the trial. Oh, so that's okay. Not so, hold on a second. All right. Well, I just I was. I'm literally, Daniel, I'm literally going off of, so sorry, Daniel typed in here. There were women that did get pregnant during the trial, so that's not entirely accurate. Um, I'm only going off of, Daniel, what the, uh, so I just, I read some literature this morning put out by a doctor who I respect, and it said that they had tested zero pregnant women. Um, so I'm not saying, um, if it's not accurate, it's not accurate. I believe you. I just, that's not, I'm, I'm not making the stuff up. I'm going off of just like what it said. And, uh, you know, again, I, yeah, like, no, I read that too, because, I mean, Truthfully, they shouldn't test on pregnant women, <laughs> right? Like, no, they like, shouldn't. Why would you? No, no. Listen, I we're agree. basically going to be doing phase three trials on the general public. Right? That's kind of what like, it feels like. So again, to be clear, I just want to be clear. Like, I will get the vaccine. Like, I don't, I don't want there to be any. I don't want someone thinking like, I think he's anti-vaccine here. I think, um, I think you're better off getting the. Uh, so did they, Danielle? So did one. they continue to test on the women after they were pregnant? I guess is what I would ask. Um, because I do agree, like, it would be immoral in my mind to test stuff on pregnant women. Like, I mean, of course, listen, like, we can't even talk about morality because when it comes to COVID, there's so much immoral in the world that it's, it's, it's stupid. Sure, but, I mean, there's a lot of immoral in the world anyway, Corey. Like, no, I'm talking about from, like, respected scientists and whatever, like, literally not, not doing what they're trained to do. Doing the opposite of what they're trained to do. I don't know, man. We're in a weird place, and I don't want to dive into. Actually, it'd be cool if we like almost go like the whole podcast without talking about like the presidential situation. But the reality what, is, we're what just, is it to talk about the presidential? We're just nothing. in a weird. We're just in a weird place 
in American history where like people have opinions on things they're so unqualified to have opinions on. Yeah. And so I don't know. I'm unqualified to have an opinion on scientists and what they're saying. Well, like I, I just, just I read don't, a, I'm unqualified. Right, I'll give, give you a homework assignment. Just read about PCR tests. Okay. No, I, I, I know. I do. I'm aware. I mean, that's like the whole basis for locking everything down, blah, blah. And it's not. It, it, hey, so are you listen, I heard a story today. Just a little bit. I, heard a, I heard a story today. Yeah. Lady in New York City. Yep. At school, they randomly test kids. Sure. Her kid tested positive. So she's like, shit. Goes and gets her whole family tested. All of them come back negative. Even the kid who tested positive at school. Sure. Got another test for the kid that was positive at school. Negative again. So she goes to school and says, hey, like, we check this, you know. They're like, no. They close down, down her classroom, her, her kid's class, and, like, you know, whatever classes he's in, I guess. Yep. Um, but she's like literally can prove that he doesn't have it and he never did have it. Right, right. You know? So, but it's like, well, they did this test and it said it, he had a trace amount or whatever, but they count that as a positive. So now, you know, the lives of 40 kids are, are now they're in remote and whatever. But it's a, it's a false premise. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're closing it down for no reason. Um, yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, listen, the testing's not perfect. It's weird. All right, so what about Giannis's contract? What do you think? Oh, let's talk about the Pats, dude. What did you think about the Pats this, week, this past week? Well, now that I thought, now that they're oh, basically eliminated, I, I like to see Stidham. Would you like to see Stidham? Now, now I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's actually good anymore. I thought I, coming into the year, I thought he was going to be good. I don't. I don't really know if he's good now. Um, I was all about Cam until the Ravens won last night, because I think Belichick thinks Cam gives him the best chance to win. And he might be right, he might be wrong, but now that they're out of it, I mean, I guess we can watch Cam a little longer, but. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me. I think it's more about Josh McDaniels. He, the, I hate I'm him. coming he's back. Trash, I'm man. coming back on your side. You know how I am on that. Dude, he's trash, dude. He's trash, trash. Like, he, it's just like the play calling is so When you're bad. on the goal line, you need a fullback if you're going to run up the middle. Agreed. But, but also, like. Or play action. But also, so, like, look, Cam can throw the football. He can. And not, I'm not saying... He can throw it deep. He can't throw it short. Um, uh, agreed. Okay, well... Like, can, medi- medium is, like, his, his comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. Like, 15 yards. Agreed. But so, like, it, it's kind of weird, Check right? Checkdowns, he's brutal. Brutal. So, so, listen. First of all, okay, let's say one thing about Cam, right? I just want to say one thing about Cam here. I don't... So, it's kind of weird, right? Like, Tom Brady left. And, like, look, I still love Tom Brady as a player, okay? But... Everyone in America hated Tom Brady, right? He, like, he's a douchebag. He's all this. And we, like, sort of defend him because we loved him, right? Like, we idolized the dude. And then it's, like, it's easier now that he's this far away to see, like, oh, yeah, yeah, that dude's a douchebag. Like, that PPP stuff, he bought a friggin' yacht while his company got a million in PPP. Like, that's garbage, bro. Like, he could have funded that. That's garbage. It's just garbage. And, um, and it, you know, he, he's boys with people like Antonio Brown, uh, Floyd Mayweather, that are garbage human beings. Um, it says a lot about his character. And ultimately, like, Cam Newton, what I love about Cam Newton, right? Did you hear his interview a couple days ago on EI? No. Okay, so Wiggins asked him a question, right? And Wiggins, I like Wiggins on the radio. I, think he's, I just think he's great. Wiggins asked him straight up, like, can we talk about, like, uh, can we talk about the play calling with Josh McDaniels as a player sometimes? Uh, Do you I, feel... I, read, I read the quote. Okay, he so. He went out for, like, half hour, right? Five minutes, yeah. five minutes, five full minutes. But like, defending Josh. Not just defending him, though. It, it wasn't player speak was man talk. He said, he goes, let me be very clear right now, very clear. You are not going to drive a wedge between me and Justin Daniels. And he's like, I'm first and foremost grateful for this opportunity. 
And that starts with Coach Belichick and Josh McDaniels and Robert Kraft. And he's like, he said, like, as players, sometimes you feel like you bail your coach out. But to be clear, Josh McDaniels bails this whole team out sometimes. And he, like, he said, he's like, that's a man that's so passionate and so smart about his philosophies. I'm never going to question his philosophies. Um, and and it, was, it was legit. Like, it wasn't – so what Tom Brady does, he's doing it with Bruzarians, is he, he gets cute. You know what I mean? He, he did it for the last year and a half here. He does the whole, like, listen, Josh and I are fine. He's like, sometimes coaches and players get in arguments. And, like, you know, he leaves it open, you know. And Cam, man, he takes response. Like, Cam doesn't say, listen, as the leader of the team, I'll accept responsibility. He says, yo, I sucked. Yeah. I sucked. So what I, what I like about Cam is Cam's been pretty honest. I don't know. Did you hear what he said about his practice habits this year? No. So he goes, he goes, my practice habits have never been as good in my career as they are this year. He's like, being here, like, we practice better than anywhere I've ever practiced. I practice better. I practice harder. It's frustrating when not getting the results, but it takes time. And the thing about Cam is. Yeah, well, you don't have time, buddy. And I know he won't have time, but the problem is, what I'm trying to say is, a year ago, we watched the greatest, undisputably, the greatest quarterback of all time have more talent than we have now. Not a lot more, but a little bit more. And not be that good. The team was great. The yeah. team was great. They had better defense. They had a better defense. Yeah. But we watched, we watched him struggle as a quarterback in an offense that he was super familiar with just because, you know, he didn't have enough talent. And now we put, we put Cam in that position with no time at all during the offseason, less talent around him, yeah. and we're shocked that, that, or, or we we're so hard on the dude for sucking. The reality is that it probably would have taken Cam half of a season if he had a training camp to be any good at all. And well, this the, year he got no training camp. Then he got sick. and like Yeah, but the problem is that what we're watching, right, it, it's regression, right? I mean, they put up like 30-something in, in Seattle, which Seattle's defense isn't great. But, sure. right, you're like – Cam's back to pass, and then he's running out of the pocket, right. and it's like you know that's that, that's what we want. Well, so what right? I think is but happening. But then you there, put up three. You know, you're in December fifteenth, and you put up three but, points. But so what I think happens there a little, and this is why, like, I respect the fact that Cam, as a professional, won't criticize the team. But I think what you're seeing happen is there's a balance. They're they are almost a victim of their own mediocre mediocre success, in the sense like. Because at six and six, they were they're in a, a playoff race. Yeah. They're game planning to win the game, right. not to, to progress. Yeah. And so, you know, you're seeing Cam suck at, in a game where he throws the ball 15, 18 times, and then be great in a game that he throws 18 times, and then throw seven. You know, like the, yeah. the truth is, we're watching regression because they're so like I get why Josh McDaniels runs the ball four times in well, the game. Because the he's thinking like we don't have a play that I trust right now. Yeah. But the reality is if you don't let him throw when he's down in the goal line, you'll never have a quarterback no. on this team that you feel comfortable throwing. Yeah, there's been too many third and twelves where they just ran it for no reason. Agreed. Like, you know what I mean? And the other thing is, I mean, like they take thirty eight seconds off the play clock every time. They go so slow the entire time. And right. then you get to like third and five, you don't convert and now you're punting. It's like yeah. you don't have any and, you know but they, and again, short in the game. Right. But that's good for and again, teams another big with bad problem, offense. And another big problem that I you know I don't like Josh McDaniels for is I don't care if Cam can't so I've started not to say is Cam can throw the football. My point was he can throw the football. He's not a great passer and he's not reading the defense yet. Well and it's but it's uh Pocket presence is, sure, is terrible. Something terrible. to be looked terrible. Something to but be uh, terrible. But the reality is that if you'd let the guy throw three out of every eight plays, your running plays would be better. At the beginning of the season, we were running on all over teams. The play action but, should be like the most banging thing. Agreed. Like, but you like, know what else terrible. should be? It should also be like when when Cam's got 
got a spread offense, he can he can he, there. That's when he's effective running the ball. Like, do they even bootleg? I can't even remember a time. No, no. Like they were on the goal line and they didn't. Like you didn't run one bootleg. You didn't run one play action. You didn't do. Dude, dude, you ran they, up the middle with Cam without a fullback. I can think of at least three important plays at the goal line this season where the play was Cam in shotgun, take the snap and run forward into the line. Yeah, that's not a play. That's not a play. Right. That's oh shit. There's no time on the play clock. We didn't get the play in. Yeah. Hike. <laughs> like, that's not a play. No. That's not a play. No, it, it worked like the first tw- two times in, in Seattle. So it's like, let's go to that play the rest of the season. <laughs> every so single bad. time. So bad. No, I know. It's I, so bad. What do you think about the Celtics? Uh, hold on. But regardless of what they do in the offseason, I, I mean, they're going to be better next year. <laughs> they just will. Of course. You know of what course, I mean? Like, of course. And I know. I know. Like, it's actually amazing. To I know I'm alone like, here, but I want to see Cam back. Lift. I do. I just want to see some. Well, it depends. It depends on what your options are, right? Sure. You know, like right now, he is probably the best option next year. By the way, they could have had Phillip Rivers. Nah, I don't think that even does it, though. I mean, no, listen, they have no receivers. Like it, when in December and it's Dude, windy out, no, like I don't think his arm is no good enough. Receivers. They have no receivers. By the way, Josh Allen, motherfucker. Like, Josh, Josh Allen looks legit, bro. He looks legit. Oh, no. He's he just looks legit. It's talk about nailing that pick. So this frustrating. This was social media. Uh, so frustrating. Social media, like some of these guys, you know, you come out of Wyoming and you get the barstool crowd behind you, and then you go to Buffalo. And you, by the way, like, he's an excellent coach. Like, that team's. Uh, Buffalo just looks really good. Like, like legit. Le- like, legit. They're going to be uh, forced to be ready. And it's with weird. It's weird, too, because, like, obviously, I'm a Patriots fan through and through. And so, like, whatever. And, like, I got family in Buffalo. And then, then now that. No, like, you got a roof of Buffalo in the playoffs. Well, now that, like, Brittany. Like now that like she's engaged and like her her soon to be husband like all his boys like they're diehards like he loves he loves the Bills like, way more than we love the Patriots socially like, distant jumping crazy. through tables and shit oh yeah yeah it's crazy and um and because of all that like I kind of like root against like want to want to bust their butt it's like a friendly rivalry thing but still like I'm watching the game like first of all I hate Pittsburgh so much yeah I know but, like I'm watching the game and like I'm it I want Buffalo to lose like rationally. And I just find myself when the ball's hiked, I find myself rooting for them. Like they're fun to watch. Like yeah. they're they're tough, man. Yo, Diggs is better than I thought he was. Like in Minnesota, oh, you just yeah, never saw piece. him, you know. Yeah, and yeah. you saw the numbers, and you were like, ah, I can't be that good, dude. He's t- like he's taller than I thought he was. He's athletic as hell. Yeah, he's good. Like I can't believe we didn't trade for him. We almost did a couple times, dude. That would have been a weapon. That would have been a, a weapon. He's a little bit of. He looks like a little bit of a psycho the way he like yelling at the coaches and shit all the time too. Though. Dude, Which, I, between the lines, man, that dude performs. Oh, of course, he just does. And uh, what do you think about the Celtics? What, what do you mean? It so, I don't think they're gonna they're gonna do exactly what they did last year. No, nah, I disagree. I think they're gonna t- t- I think they're gonna take a step. I think that they I think their two additions were the perfect two additions. I can't believe like I thought they were perfect. Wait, I don't even know who they got. Who they got? Thompson. Oh, Tristan Thompson. That's right. And uh, and I love. Um, yeah. Well, they did need a rebounder for sure. And that so like they literally got a non-selfish, non-ego, doesn't need yeah. the ball rebounder who can finish at the rim. Right. So it's like he's a rim protector, he's a rebounder, and he and he's willing to finish at the rim but doesn't need the ball. He's Enos Cantor, who can defend yeah. and doesn't want to be posting up. Yeah. Right. That's exactly what this team needed. It was one guy on the court that doesn't need the ball. Yeah. And by the way, someone who could get some rebounds. Um, and then I love why am I blanking on the kid's name? Uh the backup point guard. Um, they signed. They signed a, a rookie. No, no, no. They signed a like a super vet, like a vet vet. Like, oh, really? What's his name? Um, he was the starter in Atlanta Jeremy for a while. Will. No. Oh my God. Yeah, Jeff Teague. He's dirty. Jeff Teague. So first of all, Jeff Teague is Jeff Teague's a legit goes. starter. Wake Forest, I think. That sounds right. They, he, Jeff Teague is a legit starter. He's, he's, no. And what's so great about that There's is so many it's such insurance it's against Kemba. 
You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like Jeff Teague could be like a legit come oh, off the bench six six, oh, yeah. or he could start when Kemba can't. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? So it's like, and Kemba can play the two. So like, it's like you're almost insured now against Tatum and and uh, and uh, Jalen Brown. Not both of them, but like if one's out for any amount of time yeah, and yeah. Kemba's healthy, Teague. Right. Kemba slides to the two, and the other one slides to the three. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, like you got a squad. So like. Um, yeah. No, I like Jeff Teague. Yeah, I like. Um, I, and and I, you got a shooter in the draft. So yep. You want to get a shooter? You always can get some shooter. Hey, freaking uh, Duncan Robinson is you know tearing it up for Miami. It's like right. you just need just somebody give him the ball and let him shoot. Right. You know. No, I love that pick. And um, speaking of, I didn't even finish. It. Oh, I did tell you, but all these old high school basketball games are on YouTube. Yeah. And like, there's more like on like all the time. <laughs> Dude, it's crazy. What about um, James? We got to wrap this up in a second, but so James Harden wants to be moved. Anyway, right? If you were the Celtics, I thought John would you Wall put a package to together? Back. He did. And then and Harden was like, yeah, I don't care. By the way, Wall, He's like, yo, I'm not working with a crip. By the way, Wall probably was the legit worst pairing, worst good player in the NBA to pair with Harden. Like, if there's any <laughs> player to be the number two, like, so I'll say this, like, Washington, right? Like, Washington got better because people don't, people sleep on Russ just because, like, but, like, Russ and Beal is a better pairing yeah. for Russ than he's ever had in his career. Because Beal, Beal really can straight up just score. score. And he's a good – like, KD never wanted to be a spot-up shooter. Beal's real comfortable catching, catching and shooting. Yeah. So, like, it's a perfect pair. Um, like, I like that move. Washington's not going to be a contender because of it. But, yeah, but they yeah. got better, and they'll sell more tickets. Because the truth is, Westbrook's level's above Wall, too. And it's crazy that they're around the same age and make the same money. I, looked, I was shocked when I looked that up. But I mean, Wall, well, that's because they've both been in the league forever. No, I know. But Wall, Wall can't shoot. No, so, that's not true. I mean, he's not a great shooter. But, he, I mean, you wouldn't just leave him over. It's not like he's Rondo, I'm saying. So, so the thing about Wall is, I actually, it was interesting because this kid that works for me, he, 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 we debate basketball a lot, and he, he said some things about Wall uh, being like an equivalent three-point shooter to Westbrook, which is not a compliment, but I looked it up. They're yeah. almost statistically identical, yeah, almost say, identical, yeah, it, including in volume, which is interesting to me. Because Wall, for his like first three or four, he was Ben Simmons. You know he went a whole season without taking a shot outside the paint? Oh, is that right? So, like, so Wall has gotten better. But my point is he's not a, he's not a good shooter. He's not a good defender. Yeah. And he's a ball-dominant point guard. Yeah. How does that help you with Harden? Like, how? And, and so... If I mean, I'm, Harden's just... So my point is... No one I'm, can play with him, I don't think. A, well, the weird thing is that... So, listen, I don't understand Houston, because, like, if I'm Houston, like, so the number one player that can play with him, like, the guy best designed to play with him in the entire NBA was Robert Covington, and they moved him. But I'm like, yo, listen, Covington can shoot the hell out of the ball, is a rim protector for... And, which is interesting for an athletically small guy. You know, he's a rim protector. He, he yeah, he's a good like, defender, yeah. He averaged like 2.8 blocks a game or something oh, crazy. Oh, right, he's not a rim protector. They consider him a rim protector. I mean, no. Yeah. I he mean, is. but, he, I, yeah, he's, he, can guard, he can guard a three. No, I mean, he's he, not. he played the five for them. That's how they played that small ball. It's because, dude, he used, and he averaged like 2.5 yeah, blocks. they don't care about defense, though. No, but, my point, I mean? right, but the, my point is he was a legit rim protector for yeah. them. So all I'm trying to say is, you know what's funny? If they had kept Capella and had Covington and, like, basically – James Harden should be surrounded by four athletic guys that can shoot and defend. And then James Harden's perfect because yeah, he right. can do everything. And if, if, if he has guys around him who, like, legit can don't if, – if the only player on the entire team that puts the ball on the floor for one dribble in the entire game is James Harden, you can win. Yeah. 
Like, so I agree. Like, putting, so that's what makes it even. God, I hate watching it. It's what makes it even. He's the worst to watch. It's not fun watching, yeah. Um, In fact, it's crazy to have a player in the NBA. I kind of want him to go to Brooklyn. Dude, just, can you imagine him and Kyrie would hate each other uh, so much, like uh, so much? Did you see Durant what Ka- would be like? Just give me the ball, please. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's amazing how egotistical those dudes are. Um, what number is? Uh, oh, because uh, Durant's seven, and uh, and uh, Irving's eleven. That explains it. Because like Irving yesterday had a quote after the game. He's like, "Listen, blah blah." He's like, "It's just about watching seven eleven." Uh, oh, is that what he said? And I'm just I like, thought he wasn't talking to the media. He doesn't. No, he did yesterday. He did finally. Oh, so, and he explained himself. And he said, like, I thought he wanted to quit basketball. And he said the like, most bizarre shit, too. He was like, dude, he's a, a complete douche. Like, he's just a bad dude. But anyway, um, so anyway, the point is, like, I'm just looking at, like, the Celtics, and I'm like, I don't want Harden. I, and I love our core. But oh, Danny would trade for Harden. And t- he would. He would give up, he would definitely give up Jalen Brown. He wouldn't give up Tatum, but he would give up Jalen Brown. So. So imagine like a package of like Kemba. I wouldn't do Kemba it. Smart I wouldn't do it. I'd Jaylen. rather ride with Jalen and Tatum for ever. <laughs> Same, hundred percent, hundred percent. And and there was a great interview the other day with Jeff Teague. You have for the next four years. And there was a great interview with Jeff Teague, and they were like, "What's one thing that surprises you about those guys?" And he's like, "Honestly, I didn't know how close friends they were." Yeah. And I didn't well, know that. that Apparently, they're well, super close. They. So when they drafted Tatum, I mean, they made sure they did everything together. You know what I mean? It was always them together doing yeah. drill, doing whatever, yeah, like. Yeah. This is our core going forward, yeah. right? And, you know. And they gave a, a great – one of them gave a great quote. I think it was Jalen that was like, we're like compl- – we're opposites as basketball players, like what we do well, and that makes it work for us. Like, you know, one's more aggressive, the other one's more smooth. Like, he was like – and he was saying that, and I'm like, kind of is true. Like, honestly, I just hope this year that Brad Stevens just like, all right, listen, guys, there's a rule. Jalen Brown has to get 15 shots. Yeah. Like, if Jalen Brown – if Jalen Brown is only at 10 shots and there's three minutes left and the game's tied, he's the only one allowed to shoot because you just have to have a rule. Jalen Brown gets yeah. 15 shots. Right. I don't care if we lose tonight. Yeah. We cannot have Jalen Brown deferring to Marcus Smart anymore. No. It just doesn't work. Like, you know what I mean? And Marcus Smart will be better. Taking Marcus Smart should take 10 shots a game. Jalen Brown should take at least 15. And Tatum should take 20. And yeah. if you have that, 10, 15, 20... It's true. You're going to be a really solid team. Well, it's and you know, it's not like there's going to be a lot of. Yeah, you know, I mean, Kemba's going to score, obviously, and uh, but everybody else is just role players. I mean, it's not. Yeah, we're not reinventing the wheel here, but they're not. They're not in position to win a championship. True. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and Danny, I don't know. I know he gets just heat, but it's like, what, what do you want him to do? If he's not going to get a free agent to come, then it's like, he did as he's done as well as he could in my mind. You know, you yeah. drafted Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. You know, like, hey, I'll give you props for that. Like, those are two. And I love you know, the Kemba. I love Kemba. Guys. Like, I, if Kemba's yeah, healthy, exactly. like, I love his role. I love his fit on this team. So, all right, well, we got to wrap this up because I got to get to work. All right. A la Esh, episode 19, Heat in the Kitchen. Happy Hanukkah. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that, man. Ch- Same to ch- you. Uh, Chinooka as the soul. I forget who said it, but you didn't see this video, viral no. video? Oh, I never heard of this, but Happy Chinooka. It was like Happy some Motown ch- artist uh, or something. And That's it was hilarious. on Cameo. Right, it's hilarious. All right, cool. Peace out. Bye, peace.